This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with my buddy, Jared Davis. It's really exciting. We got to see some Auburn football against UMass. Jared, how you feeling after Auburn winning 59-14 to 14 over UMass? I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, I, you know, it's one of those games that's it, – it's hard to take a lot away. It's hard to take a lot of anything away from it if you play well. If you play poorly, though, that's a pretty telling sign. Yeah. Um, and we, we did not play poorly. So, you know, that's a good thing. Um, I think that basically means we're not terrible. Um, <laughs> and, you know, uh, we covered, we covered, right? I don't remember the spread. Oh, yeah, but... yeah. The spread was 35. We, okay. yeah, we, we won by 45. Okay. So we covered. That's good. And I heard somebody say, like, it, it didn't look, it didn't look like a struggle. Like, it just, it, it seemed normal. Um, it seemed like they were well coached. Yeah. Uh, very few mistakes and so yeah all in all man i'm i'm pretty pleased um how are you feeling about it pretty good considering how many questions i had coming into it of offense defense and even special teams to some extent even with special teams but mostly offense and defense and you saw a competent offense that was able to pass the ball when they wanted and they could also run the ball you know pretty much on command Um, and tons of people got handoffs a ton of people got touches it was amazing i think somebody pulled together a stat and said 68 players got snaps on offense and defense which is just crazy think about that you got like roughly 100 guys on a team usually and what is that 70 percent almost of them got on the field at some point which is just again crazy uh, but hey this this is the the time to do it um, yeah, we don't get a preseason. This is our preseason, more or less, um, which leads us into the next week of Cal. And that's going to be a tough road opponent um, all the way in California. Um, I did want to talk about a few things, um, kind of big talking points here for this game. So obviously, first game under Hugh Freeze, it was a, it was a big success um, to get a win on his first game here. Um, the stadium itself sold out 88,043, uh, which is again, going to be strange to say. I'm so used to <laughs> the previous, you know, only having 87,000 fans. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to get used to that for a minute. Um, and then a few other things kind of in the stadium, I wasn't able to go. I was actually in Knoxville, um, doing a long weekend with, uh, my wife and some friends. Uh, but my siblings were able to go. And they were kind of noting some things in the stadium that I wanted to point out for those that weren't able to go. Yeah, we were suspecting, you know, think about freeze and all the freezes coming and all that kind of uh, stuff going on. Well, they they did a lot of that. My, my siblings were like, it was amazing. All the different ways that they were able to kind of incorporate that into graphics on Jumbotron or just everything in the videos that they were showing. So uh, I thought that was neat. Well done there. Um, and then of course the whiteout. So again, a freeze, you know, it, it just fit with this whole kind of getting Hugh freeze going. Um, there's tons of fan support. Um, as you can tell, um, just a good way to, to start everything out. Um, as far as the game overall, Jared, there, there were a handful of things that I, even as a fan were just like, well, that went pretty well. Um, but then there were some things that 
you know, that we could improve on. Like I, I noticed very early on, it seemed like UMass was running the ball and doing it very effectively. Their quarterback was doing so. We made some adjustments. Also, you know, it, it kind of helped Auburn that I think their quarterback got banged up a little bit. Um, so he wasn't as mobile anymore. But either way, you know, you, you kind of start out all right on defense and then you kind of transition into really from that point on only allowing seven points and that was kind of in junk time towards the end of the game. Um, what were some of the positive, you know, big picture things that you saw from this team uh, in this game? Um, I think it was, I don't know, man. I just feel like it's been a long time for us to be able to bring in our backup quarterback <laughs> pretty, pretty early on in the second quarter. Yep. And we got our third string quarterback in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, Holden Gurner even came in. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we've played these teams. And, and you know, I, I hate to keep going. But I mean, I loved Gus. But even in, like, 2017, we barely put Mercer away. That game. I mean, I just feel like it's been – hasn't been a ton of games where we've literally put them away, control from start to finish. And you're right, outside of that first drive they had, which scared me. I even yeah. saw a comment from Zach Etheridge. It scared them a little bit, too. Um, you know, it, it outside of that, that game was never in doubt. And I just don't know that we've had a ton of those lately. Um, so I was impressed with that. I, and you and I were talking before, and I know you you made you brought this up, and it's a great point. The uh, the vanilla offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't we didn't really do a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, it it, it honestly, like it honestly felt like we ran maybe twenty five plays, and we just ran them and you know multiple times. Like it felt like we were just kind of doing the same thing, and because it's it's UMass, we were able to do them well, even if UMass knew what was coming, just because we're we have the talent that's just so much better than UMass. So you know that's something good. You know, uh, to start out, there's so much that even Hugh Freeze has alluded to on offense, and I'm sure the defense as well is kind of holding back on. Like, you don't want to show all your cards in the very first game against a nobody opponent. And, you know, that's something good. Again, like, we're we're taking this in. We're trying to figure things out. Even the coaching staff is trying to figure out things. Um, you know, how to coach the players during a game. You know, they've got it. They've got a lot of practice now in practice coaching these players. But how do they react in a game? Um, and even I think Hugh Freeze, it was kind of interesting about you know coaching Peyton Thorne. Peyton Thorne made a wrong decision, and then you know Hugh Freeze on the sideline yells at him and he's like, "What the heck are you doing? Come on, you you know better than that. You shouldn't have made that decision." Next play, Peyton Thorne makes another mistake, and you know it, it was kind of cool to see like. Hugh Freeze and his frame of reference and, and thought process, which again, coaches do this. They're adjusting to the players and how they react. Like every player isn't great at getting yelled at. You know, some players react really well to that, but some may not. Some may need just like that gentle nudge of like, hey, that might not have been the right thing to do. And you know what? That was kind of cool to see, you know, even from Hugh Freeze. And I'm sure a lot of that's going on because new coaching staff. You know, there's, I think, 38 new players on this team that weren't on it last year. They're still trying to figure things out. Um, so considering all of those moving pieces, I'm very pleased that Auburn is at a spot. This At this point, you know, after game one, now we can prepare for Cal 
and look forward to a good opponent in Cal and not be, in my mind, as worried as I was coming into UMass just because of all the question marks of offense and defense. Um, a couple other just kind of minor things that I noted, and I don't know if you noticed these. Um, the captain patch, um, and this was something that our buddy Clint Richardson uh, pointed out, was uh, for the four captains on Auburn team. Um, it was slightly changed. Now it's just kind of like a, it looks like a white C um, on their jersey instead of like a bright orange patch on their jersey. Um, so it blends on a little bit more. Um, and so honestly, I like that. Um uh, again, the captains are going to stand out in any way. It's not like you have to add a little flashy little patch to them um, to make them stand out. Um, one other thing, and Jared, uh, I was super pumped about this one. Rolling tumors. Uh, players got to roll it. Coach Freeze got to roll it. Obviously, the fans got to roll it. Um, how cool was it to finally have tumors back? Like actually rolling the tumors trees and not the ones just around it. How great is that? Yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, that's what Auburn's known for. Um, man, it's been such a long time since that happened. Um, what was that like 2010? You know, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's nice to have those back and to see, you know, Coach Freeze, you know, get up there and do that. I mean, listen, I know there, you know, I know Freeze has a past, and there was people that questioned the hire, but as far as the buy-in to Auburn, like I don't know if there's anybody in the country that would have bought in to Auburn as much as you freeze ass. Right. I mean, to, you know, it, it was almost like Harson had to be, you know, coached a little bit by Bruce Pearl to get out and be with the fans and stuff. And it just always seemed awkward. Like freeze enjoys that stuff. Like that's yeah. what he wants to do. Um, and so, yeah, it was cool to see him up there doing that. He did. The, did you see where uh, Jalen Simpson, you know, he had the interception. And oh yeah. Just, have you, did you read the article or whatever or hear Freeze? Yeah, I saw that. Okay, well, Freeze basically said, for anybody that didn't, Freeze told him that, hey, look, uh, you can dance all you want, but it's got to be over here on the sideline, not in the end zone because he didn't want to get penalties. And then Simpson made a promise he'll wait till he gets to the sideline if you Freeze will dance. Yep. So he, he taught Freeze a dance this week, <laughs> uh, and it, it was brutal. I mean, and even it wasn't good. I probably, yeah, it wasn't good. Freeze even said he, he, he sure he missed the whole thing up, but it was funny to see. Simpson find him after the pick six and, and they do their little dance. I love it. I mean, that's, that's the kind of things, I mean, think back to Gus Mills on after a big win. I know Gus isn't a big dancer, but he loved the, like the hammer fist thing where you go boom. And the yeah. guys loved it. You know, yeah. it's not even like really a dance move, but like, that's what, you know, Gus did. Oh yeah. It did. And you got to love that from like a, I mean, he frees obviously very relational with how he's recruited um, and anywhere he's been, he's very relational with any of his players. Like he knows their names, he knows their mom and dad, he knows their background. And that's the kind of stuff I think is going to make a little bit more of an impact. Um, I mean, you, you heard, you know, from the previous coaching staffs, particularly with Harson, that he just like kind of cold. Like he didn't try to like make relationships. He was just like, I'm going to coach my team and coach it well. Um, but you got to make the relationships. You got to, you got to kind of make the, them feel like they're welcomed and feel like they belong. Um, and you can tell he freezes getting on that. Like he, he knows that's the difference. And I can almost guarantee you, I'm thinking about, you know, not only is he freeze already starting that, but you know, Cadillac, he was that bridge that helped us. And that's, that's a big reason why, yeah, I think this is continuing under Hugh Freeze. 
Um, let's talk about the offense. Uh, I mean, we talked about it being off, uh, kind of vanilla. Um, I saw a little bit of chatter, which I thought was kind of funny, but I wanted to get your your input. Should Robbie, because he scored three touchdowns, be our starting quarterback? I want to get that discussion going. What's your thoughts? Negative. I think uh, I think what Robbie does, I think the way we used him is the way we need to continue to use him. I think he will be a vital part in our offense. But um, I actually was very pleased with Thorne. I think um, he made a so he made a lob throw to Fair for a touchdown. That we've mm-hmm. been missing. We've been missing those. He made a back shoulder throw to Shane Hooks. He made a um, high and outside pass to where only Javarius Johnson could catch it down the left sideline at about the five yard line. He made a few throws that. We haven't had since Jared Stidham, in my opinion. And <laughs> Bo like Nix, Bo Nix was like Bo Nix is a more athletic quarterback than Stidham and Thorne combined. I mean, but Bo Nix didn't make those throws, and so I was yeah. watching that. And look, I know Thorne made a couple of mistakes, right? But even just looking at his composure, like he was never rattled. He has a great feel for the pocket. I know it was UMass, but like the, there were time he stands in there. He's not nervous. And then when it's time to move because the pocket collapses, he felt it and he moved. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like there was no jitterness. Like, it, it just like the guy gets it, man. And I, I was super – he overthrew somebody. He threw one that might have been a pick in an SEC game. So that he's not perfect right now. But mm-hmm. the throws he made and that yep. confidence, man, I was pretty excited. Yeah, um, I, I would agree because the amount of good decisions that Peyton Thorne made in this game – were pretty good considering he has only been on campus for like two, two and a half months, really playing with these guys. And you could tell the connect connection and chemistry with the wide receivers, you know, understanding the playbook, everything from that perspective was, was going well. And I see why Peyton Thorne is our starting quarterback. And I'm also very happy to see that Robbie, at least even in this game, you know, I heard the nickname on the commentators, and I think it's sticking, is Red Zone Robbie, which I think is you know, at least somewhat accurate. <laughs> we'll see, obviously, how, how the season plays out and different opponents. But Robbie was very effective in the red zone. I mean, that's just an extra guy you got to cover. And guess what? Robbie is accurate enough to, to pass it. So you have to respect his arm. Um, so... You know, there's lots of good things to kind of play off of with the quarterback battle. Um, and for goodness sakes, like you mentioned, third quarterback, Holden Garner comes in there. Um, Holden actually has the best QBR of this game. Um, he was two for two with a couple really incredible passes to Malcolm Johnson Jr. Um, back shoulder passes. And you see why everybody says he has the best arm on the team. Um, and that that was definitely showcased in this game. And I want to be real clear because I didn't. My initial comment was not to knock Robbie at all. <clears throat> I think I think Robbie's amazing. I mean, the the one where he played broke down and he beat the guy to the corner of the end, the front corner of the end zone. Yep, and like go in. Yeah. He's just so athletic, man. He's such a weapon. Um, but as far as who is our quarterback and who should be, I saw nothing that would say Thorne should not be that. He was even a little mobile. Um, now he's no yep. Robbie Ashford, but he but, was like. You know, he, Adjusted for sacks, I saw somebody said he was averaging I mean, like eight to he, nine yards per he, carry. Yeah, I mean the play where he he had, he felt the pocket collapse, rolls out to his left and finds Shane Hooks, you know, 
trailing him to the sideline and hits yeah. him on the run. I mean, that's a big time play. Yeah. Um, and, and that that's going to be, if he can do that in an SEC game, that's going to be a drive sustainer and yes, probably leading your team to a touchdown kind of play. Yeah. yeah. It was a great play, um, but he's, he ain't going to win the Heisman, but I was very, really all in with this. It was more so, about just the composure. So you're already bashing my hot take on Peyton Thorne. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess theoretically he could. I didn't want people to be like, oh, you're just loving on Peyton. I'm loving on Peyton. I couldn't care less. <laughs> I couldn't care less who's quarterback. I just was very pleased with the composure, very pleased with a back shoulder throw, very pleased with the throw to Javaris Johnson where only he could get it. And yeah. the floater to fair, man, we ha- we've been over and throwing those for about five oh, years yeah. now. Um, and we did not. Yeah. Um, and, and part of the credit to all these quarterbacks being successful was just the overhaul all, uh, on the offensive line. I mean, four of the five guys that came out at the beginning, I know few Freeze doesn't like to call them starters, but whatever. We're going to call them starters um, for this podcast. Those are new guys. They've never played at Auburn or at least started at Auburn. Um, only one of them had, and yet they got good push when they're running the ball and gave great pass coverage, uh, to any of the quarterbacks. And that's just so refreshing. And it just shows you what you can do under a capable offensive line. It just gives the quarterbacks that much more confidence, uh, in what they can do. Yep. Uh, and shout out to Gunnar Britton, one of the offensive linemen, he was named sec offensive lineman of the week. So, that was awesome oh, wow. to see. He played in three different positions uh, on the offensive line this game and uh, allowed no pressures, which, again, is amazing. That's awesome. So um, let's also talk about running backs. I mean, we knew running backs were going to be key uh, for this season. We have them as one of our biggest strengths. Uh, Dracuz was still out. Uh, DeMar Austin, Brian Batiste. Uh, Jeremiah Cobb, Sean Jackson even got in there. Justin Jones got in there. Um, you just love to see all those different guys. And we knew we had a th- very deep running back room, but I think it was just showcased uh, that we literally went, what is that, like six, seven deep um, kind of in our uh, running back room. And yet we're still, every single one of them, very capable. I know it's UMass. I don't care. They're running the ball and they're running it very well. Um the one that really surprised me was Sean Jackson in the fourth quarter. Um, I mean, he's a huge guy. Like, he looks like your prototypical, like, fullback. Like, Jay Prosh, like, huge guy. And yet, he hit the top speed and beat out some of the, the UMass players. And you're like, that's so cool. I love that. Um, so, any of the running backs that kind of stood out to you this game um, for, for this team, at least so far? Yeah, I mean, they all did really well. You hit on the point on that, uh, but I, I'm not going to lie. Somebody somebody put this somewhere, and I was like, I went back and watched it, and they're right. That run by Jeremiah Cobb, it could have been Jarquez Hunter running that. I mean, uh-huh. the way the way he controlled his body, like the the movement, Jarquez is a little thicker probably, but mm-hmm. if you go back and watch that play, the way he read the hole, the yep. way he contorted his body so that guy coming across doesn't take his legs out, I mean, if you didn't tell me and and you said that, I mean, if you said that's Jarquez, I wouldn't have questioned you and I would have moved on. Yeah. Um, and that was promising because if you have two Jarquezes on the team, that's pretty good. Now, Damari Allison, uh, Batie, 
Uh, who's who's our fourth guy you mentioned? Uh, Sean Jackson. 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 They all did great. I mean, they all did great. But the one thing that stood out was just how much Cobb looked like Jarquez. Yeah, I loved it. And, and you can tell Demari Austin. I mean, not to take anything away from him, he's going to be in my mind. If it's not either Brian Batie or Jeremiah Cobb, I mean, Demari Austin is just going to be right there too. Again, yeah, I mean, he's I literally got four that I think are fantastic sec type running backs i just a couple of them are really young and you know young running backs can do some things that you may not necessarily want but very promising i think damari had over five yards of carry i mean he he did he didn't do anything wrong it just just cobb kind of looked like oh okay maybe this uh-huh. maybe this is the real deal exactly and then they even had a walk-on, uh, I think he's a walk-on, Justin Jones uh, from Bessemer um, get in there. So, again, just kind of showing you lots of different players. Um, wide receivers, my goodness. How refreshing is it also to see wide receivers catch the ball when they're past it? I mean, yes. <laughs> seemed like it, that, that was the big issue last year and the year before that. Especially since they've kind of been poor mouthed. I mean, there's not. I mean, there's there's may have been one or two practices that coach said they did well, but um, I think Freeze's standard of well for receivers pretty high. That that's kind of what he's known for. So yeah, um, yeah, I was very pleased. And like I said, the back shoulder throw stuff. They that, that's as much of a receiver when it succeeds as it is a quarterback. They got to know it's coming. You know, they got to they got to stop and position properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what about Jay Fair? I mean, he's only a My true sophomore, and he's not, he's essentially taking taking over Javarius Johnson's starting role. Although JJ was able to come in and make some catches too. But Jay Fair, you heard about it. That's one thing you never know when you hear camp about. Oh, this guy's doing really good. It very rarely pans out. But I've been hearing for about a month now how Jay Fair is basically forcing them to put him on the field. Well, and, and it was uh, it was very obvious. evident. Very obvious, evident. Yeah. Like every play, I mean, I have a note and I was just making this observation. He's our, at least for this game, was our top receiver. Yeah. Um, it was our the, go-to the quarterback. Guy. Yeah. The quarterback just knew where he was and connected well with him. Uh, you know, you, you do still have Javarius Johnson, um, who probably, them two are probably going to be, at least it sounds like, going to be our top receivers. Um, and if that ends up being the case, I am all for that. Uh, that was pretty interesting to see Malcolm Johnson Jr., who's uh, really been hurt, I think, all fall camp, uh, come out, and then Holden makes those two beautiful passes to him. He just looks amazing. Um, and if he can be also kind of that maybe a deep ball threat, man, you got some really good wide receivers out there. And again, you know, Hugh Freeze is going for those bigger wide receivers. Um, and even like tight ends like Rivaldo Fairweather that you, know, you could just tell they are big guys out there and they need to be on the field and are going to make really big plays. And uh, a lot of that, you know, gets me exciting for the passing game, which I haven't been excited for a passing game in a very long time. It feels like <laughs> I've just yeah, been like, a- ah, I'm, I get excited about the run game and then almost kind of forget about the pass game. Passing game. Shane Hooks is a big target and he was thrown to about four or five times, I think. So he made a couple of grabs. If if we can, um, you know, I think he might have been 50% on catches that thrown his way. If we can pick that up a little bit, he's a big body. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a pass went to Camden Brown, but I think it was overthrown. Um, yeah, I mean, all in all, we got we got some options, um, probably more than we have had in the past. So 
you know, it, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. But Jake Farrell was the guy you've been hearing about, and and at least in the first game, there's good reason he, you were hearing about him. Yeah, um, and then even I was noticing it. You know, for a wide receiver or tight end, you know, especially tight ends, you you have to block really well as well. But I was noticing a lot of the wide receivers uh, during the game making some big blocks um, on some of those bigger touchdown runs. You know, those wide receivers were getting out there lead blocking um, when our running back got to the second level. And that's exactly what you want to see out of your wide receivers. Um, it's a big success, you know, reason for success um, when it comes to anything in in the run game aj we basically i know we got to move on uh, essentially we just looked well coached <laughs> it's what it, i know right that's really what it boiled down to and i hate to say it but we for sure went two years without looking that way and mm-hmm. towards the end of gus's you know it, it was it was game by game so we yeah. just looked well coached in most facets minus the first drive for umass outside of that it was very th- few things that happened. Uh, special teams. I mean, yeah. we had great blocking on returns. Um, yeah. Return, everything looked well done. Returns were beautiful. And and my player to watch was Brian Batie on some returns. And sure enough, on those he's returns, I mean, he, he was so close already. Yeah. And yeah, he was like five one. yards. Like the first one, he was five yards deep in the end zone. I'm like, uh, did coach okay you to run yeah, that I was, out? I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> And then he got to, yeah, he got out of the 30 or 40 yard line. So Yeah, right. Love it. Everything, um, every aspect looked well done. Exactly. Um, and, and really defense as well, besides, like you mentioned, that one drive of UMass. I mean, once, you know, once we got kind of a grasp on UMass, made some slight, slight adjustments, and we, we were able to limit Tyson Pumachon uh, and UMass to doing very minimal. It felt like, they were kind of going three and out or maybe getting a first down here or there. And then or turnovers. that was about it. What about turnovers? Oh, we haven't man. had those in forever. I mean, it was, I, mean, I can't tell you the last time we intercepted a pass and took it to the house. I mean, it's, I know. Yeah. And then, then the strip sack. So you got both of those things and kind of another kind of side piece of this. And this is something I want to keep watching out for under Ron Roberts uh, defense. He was blitzing some of the cornerbacks, uh, and that was working. I mean, I want to see if that works against an SEC opponent, but like guys like Donovan Kaufman, he, he rushed the quarterback five times this game and four of those times ended up working. It rushed the quarterback, something happened. You know, that's some great numbers. If you could just send somebody like Donovan Kaufman or DJ James or something like that, this is going to be a beautiful thing. Uh, you know, kind of as a, Maybe not show the blitz, but actually bring the pressure. That's that's just a, exactly what you want. What do you think Kaufman graded out pro football focus? Kaufman. I mean, what, it has what? to be really high, like in the 80s. Is yeah, so just keep in mind, we have very few players that are, were in the 80s at all last year. He was in the 90s. My so goodness. he, uh, yeah, he played 20 snaps. He rushed the quarterback five times. He got to him twice. And forced two hurt. So five of four of the five times he impacted the play. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think he graded out like a 93 or something, which for the listener, they may not know pro football focus is pretty hard. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to grade out in the nineties. Yes. Um, and he did. So yeah, definitely a big, big 
something to look forward to with uh, Donovan Kaufman. Um, still a little bit, and I know it's UMass, but still kind of trying to figure out the linebacker situation. But I will say this. Eugene Asante was our leading tackle with six tackles, had a tackle and a half, a tackle for loss, and then even got a half of a sack. So, you know, things like that really start, you know, establishing your defense is once you kind of figure out your linebacker room and it sounds like Eugene is one of those guys that they might just start kind of you know kind of building this uh, defense around them um, let's also talk just very briefly about Alex McPherson um, he had eight uh, point after attempts all of them went through uh, had one field goal I think from 37 yards um, he did have one kickoff that went out of bounds um, which I, I feel like it. I don't even know. Did it even go 10? <laughs> it, did. it was hey, not a good kick. That was so mesmerizing to me. I mean, that shouldn't happen, obviously, but it did. Um, so maybe you can figure something out there. All right. Any other final thoughts about the UMass game? I know lots of fun stuff. This is a, a good win. Um, and we're moving forward to Cal next week. Any other final thoughts before we get out of here? Not, not really, man. We kind of talked about it. Just looked like a very well coached in every phase of the game. So excited about it. Let's see what happens next week against Cal. Yeah, and that'll be our first, in my mind, kind of true test. Um, so join us back a little bit later. We'll be doing a preview show for uh, the Cal game, and that's going to be a late one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait night out, but I might even have to get a nap Saturday to keep me going <laughs> because that's going to be late on the east coast very, very late very late all righty jared how can the people stay in touch with you you can uh, connect with me on facebook under my name jared davis and you can find me on x twitter uh, whatever you want to talk <laughs> at ajyjay underscore it's always great to be an auburn tiger and war eagle war eagle Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.